live and in person from the studios, which are right here, folks. This is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Oh, we're, we're jumping right into the intro, huh? Well, yeah, I'm going to try something different here. I'm going to change it. Okay. All right. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. I had this uh, sound clip on preview, not live. There In the middle of it, folks. <laughs> Josh and I are getting used to the platform. And honestly, the best way that we have kind of learned things in our lives is just to play with it. And the reason why we wanted to call this episode The Perspective Wisdom of Children was because children don't know necessarily there's a right or wrong way to do it. And I don't see any little child actually like shy about pushing buttons or doing things. That's part of play. And that's where you learn how something works or doesn't work. And if you break it, you also learn how to fix it after that you have the privilege of doing right. it. You know? Right. Right. And that's like, well, play is, is a way you learn, right? It was Albert Einstein that said, uh, you know, every, uh, basically every child's genius and or like, you have to basically hold on to that childhoodness. <laughs> I'm saying it very badly. As you become an adult, it's important to keep those childlike sensibilities. That's how you see the world and wonder. That's how you see something from a new perspective and you learn, you're curious, right? Um, you get older and your neuroplasticity can just go down the toilet and you're not as curious anymore because you know how things work. Well, it's not even, I think, you know how things work. It's just that you, you've you been to this rodeo before where you kind of have a outcomes, like 15 outcomes you know could happen, and you're trying to, like, go down to the best ones for you, right? So you don't want to, like, be, oh, I'm just going to try this because I don't know what's going to happen. And I think as adults, like, we really do want, and human beings are kind of creatures of habit, we want to know what's coming next. Especially as you have more responsibilities and more obligations and things that weigh on you. You kind of want to know that if I put this effort in, that you're going to get the outcome for it, right? I mean, for the same reason, like if you have a job and you go to it, like you go there and you show up, the expectation is that you'll be paid for your time, <laughs> you know? Um, when you're a child, like, oh, I had fun shoveling the yard or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, I mean. It's just you learn how to do it. And there was a point when you maybe it wasn't fun or you were still told to do it. And so as an adult, you're not necessarily told to do stuff so much. It's just like, you know, you have to do it. So <laughs> like I tell my wife a lot, look, you know, we're the only ones here. So if we don't clean up, no one else is going to do it. You know, if I come home from work and I just like bypass all the mess on the floor, it's like uh, it's still going to be there when I get back. So I might as well just take care of it, you know? And even if you have kids, like, that's still going to happen because they're not going to pick it up nine times out of ten. Oh. <laughs> uh, look, at, at ages, it gets worse. Speaking of, yeah. my son just walked in the door right here. Son, I'm recording on the video, so don't walk in my frame. You're beautiful. I love you and I mean it, but, you know. All right. So, huh, I'm saying it. 
I said it to my son. My wife was commenting that I call my son beautiful right now. So anyway, here's the interruption of those things. Um, <laughs> what do you say? Oh, he loves me. This is good. All right. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a positive sign. Like when your teenage son says, hey, I love you, Dad. Like that's progress in life. Either that or he did something. And he's yes. trying to get okay. away. He's trying to get away. <laughs> <laughs> know. What do you want from me and how much is it going to cost me? This Here's a great example, right? Now, if I was concerned about breaking this podcast, which at this point, I think Josh and I have proven not a whole lot could actually break this podcast. It was an interruption. And I know that I'm not like in a studio. I know that everybody's still going to get the point of what we're trying to say. I don't need to be so concerned that it's not going to go perfectly. Right. Now, this is a growth path for me. Josh can very well attest that I wanted things to be perfect. And I fought like the Dickens to make sure it was as perfect as I can make it. And I usually ended up more frustrated than not because it didn't work out that way. Part of my journey in adulthood is to actually be okay with the diversity of outcome and kind of keep it there. Obviously, you want certain things. If I cook food, I want to be able to eat it at the end. But right. so, so much of life, it's like, I don't know, what would happen if I went down this road? What happened if I got interrupted? How would I recover from it? It's kind of a fun challenge. If you see it not as something broke or it ruined something, you say like, oh, how can I make this something new or different? Then you kind of have like this mindset where you're continuously exploring it. And children don't know because they don't know. There's right. no value judgment. They just do it. Right. So how did you want to take this this episode, Brian? How, what did you want to talk about with this whole thing? Because we, we started off having a lot of different tangents we could go down here. I think where I want to keep it is more exploratory to, as an adult, you observe children differently sure. when you are a child participating with adults. For sure. One thing I want, I want you to touch on, Josh, is... Um, your and, and Mel's experience when Mel was running the childcare out of, out of uh, her parents' home, right? Lots yeah. of children coming in. And can you talk from a, an adult's perspective on what you saw in those children that inspired you to have that childlike sense in yourself? Sure. Well, I mean, this happens even today. Like, and I was talking about somebody with this too. It's like, kids are so excited for everything because it's all new you know like if you are you know if you're going to turn on the television or something and you're going to watch a show they've never seen before they're excited if you're going to go to a park they've never been to before you're excited or even if they've been to the park a hundred times they're excited you know and i think as adults like we lose a little of that excitement because it becomes the more mundane and the more just rote like, it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like, I get up, I, you know, grab in the morning, grab myself my coffee, my tea, whatever. I go to work, I come home, I do this routine, right? But it's like when you, and if you have kids, when you come home and you see your kids, they're excited to see you. Or like, it was like with us, like I had, like we had these daycare kids and I would come because we did it out of our own house too in Minnesota for a while. And I would come back from work and the kids are excited. And then like the day, it's fun at that point. It's even fun for adults to see that because at that point, it really doesn't matter. You know, a lot of the stuff in your day didn't matter. So it's kind of fun to see. And it's always fun to that. Everybody says that childlike wonder, but it is really cool. And it's really cool when people are like, when they're in there, get it, like you're explaining stuff to them. And they always think that there's that age where 
you know everything and it doesn't matter like i have nieces and nephews and they're all like you know like a lot of them are younger and i have actually some adult nieces and nephews now too but it's even it's fun because at all i see all ages in my family right now from four-year-olds all the way up to actually we have a one way uh i have a nephew that's only two months old now but all the way up to like 23 so i see this entire gambit and I look back and I can remember myself at almost every one of those stages, not obviously like two months old, but every one of those stages and how I was, and I see myself in every stage. And I would tell people like, and I, I, I get, I, I get now why my parents were frustrated with me as a kid, because I, I honestly do, because I'm like, they know, but they could tell you and you're not going to believe them. It's just some things you have to experience for yourself and like growing up. That's a real thing you have to experience. And the adults around you can help you. They can tell you you're not going to believe them. Or you're just going to be like, nah, that's not going to happen to me. And it's going to happen. And your parents and or the adults in your life are like, they keep it to themselves like 99% of the time. Unless it's something, you know, like I told you that was going to happen. Right? Right? I mean, Brian can attest this happens. And it's, I think every adult has had that experience. And I, for one, do like seeing kids experience stuff for the first time and be like yeah well you know that's kind of what happens and safety help, you know? yeah well not like dangerous stuff but you know just stuff like yeah well if you poke the bear guess what you know the bear pokes back that kind of thing it's just there's always this equal and opposite reaction type thing happens in life too i mean it happens with everything like you might be able to get away from some consequences of some things for a while but sooner or later like i always tell uh i told this to my nieces and nephews too i go the rubber band will snap back it might not be right away but the longer you go without the without it snapping back usually it's harsher so make sure you're doing things that you're doing it the right way <laughs> you know be a good person basically good sage wisdom um this thought came to mind as you were sharing that and i started to think about people who are older than me in my life and when I say older, not like, you know, I'm a year older. I'm thinking about a generation or at least like a decade, right? There's a certain point, it seems to me, and I have not approached this age, obviously, yet, where you start to share stories of back in the day. And obviously, you have more things to reference than not. Like as a child, you have, I remember five days ago when I did whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like ancient history to people. Do you suppose that people... And I haven't listened close enough. I'll quit prefacing. Do people share more about what they've done if they've stopped the childlike wonder than if they are still like playing, if they're the grandparents and they're engaged or they're enjoying life? Do you hear them talking as much about the past joys than just engaging in life now? I think part of getting older too, and I've noticed this with my grandparents when they were around when I was a kid, is that, and I'm kind of noticing with my parents now, they're not really living through the past so much as much, but they're more aware of the past. And I think it's because the past is a greater portion of their life, right? Not saying that everyone's aware that we have a certain number of years, right? And as you get older, you know that at some point you have more behind you than in front of you. And then at one, some point you have more in front of you. You know, it, it, it flips. There's a point when it flips. Nobody knows when that is really for them, right? So 
But what I've noticed is with older people, the older you get, and I'm talking about 70 and older, really late 60s, 70, especially 70 seems to be a big one. People really do change. They look back at stuff because they've lived through a lot of things. And it's like they know you're going to get they're going to get through it. Like they're going to survive the thing, you you know, and they're going to be like, I'm going to get through this day. But, you know, like the things that are important to me, for example, just like my parents, just it's not important to them anymore. Half half of it, you know, because they're like, oh, that's going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. And I think that kids don't know that. And so that but they're also not concerned about it. Like a lot of times, unless there's been some like real trauma or something, which that's always different, but that's not really what we're talking about. You know, that's a great point because there's a lot of cautionary tales. I think that older, more experienced folks can share. And if it's of a good heart and they want people to do well, I'm telling them because they realized here's the outworking of a choice and they've had the, the benefit of time to see the outworking of it for good, bad, or otherwise, right? Right. Like, they want to encourage the curiosity. They want to encourage the exploration. Um, simple example of, like, don't put your hand on the burner. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Simple as that sounds, they know what it's like if they had touched the burner, right? Yeah. Um, it's been interesting, too. Like, I've, I've watched a few uh, interviews, like, with Alice Cooper, right? Alice Cooper, I've not been to an Alice Cooper show. Josh has. He can regale you with the stories of that particular concert. Fantastic. And, uh, if you ever go, and there's all ages from minor, like young kids, all the way up to like, you know, 75, 80 year olds. And from everything I know, uh, he is a superlative showman. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. Cleaned his life up decades ago. He got sober. You know, and as much as he puts on the macabre in the show, he lives a very, you know, pretty like, you know, clean life because he can still do what he does in his 70s. Right. Some of his peers who were in the same era have tapped out because they wore themselves out with drugs or or they're not around anymore because of that. You know, they they can't comment anymore. And that's a commentary in and of itself. And that's something that somebody like in his station will go. Well, here's how you can perform this many shows a year and still have your health, still have your voice. You know, this is how you make money on it. Um, think he'd be a super baller consultant if he ever wanted to. He doesn't have to. To say, now here's how you look at the economics of how you do your shows, right? And talk about creative and doing the things. He's, he's done it. He knows how. And he's yeah. able to speak different experience into those things when you have young, young musicians out there trying to do the thing. I guess we could maybe put a comma here, Josh, by, uh, it was a, the, the, we call it the perspective wisdom of children. And I think that the children will receive something different at the stage they're in, exploring what they explore. And I think that in the loop around, the older people can see the benefit of the child's like light bulbs going off for the first time and also receive inspiration themselves. Yeah. And I mean, the, the takeaway here is really it's, just the the loop of perspective, right? This is every age has perspective on younger and older, and it changes as you get older, because you can look at the very young to the middle age, like us to the older, and it's all different, but it's all the same. And and there's value in every stage. Totally. 
So the questions are, where are you young and where are you old? <laughs> yeah. Make it sound very, you know. Macabre. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to play this theme song as we go out, and I was it had all queued up, and it's just not working. So um, we're all learning still on this platform here, folks, on Riverside. Um, but until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Goes. Ooh, theme song. Outro theme song. Josh is already done. All right, listen to the theme song, folks. Thanks.